0: Nakovich voice experience you about to learn about fashion i'm serious music and culture so make sure you're hearing this the gabriel Nakovich voice experience
1: what up we everybody
0: <laughs> this is gabriel Nakovich, uh and i'm here with episode two of the gabriel Nakovich voice experience and today is my first ever podcast episode with a collaboration and a guest, my buddy, yeah. Andrew Sauter.
1: <laughs> yeah. How we doing?
0: Oh, man. Wow. Uh, I'm doing great. It's been a crazy, crazy day, um, but I'm happy to have you on, my man. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Andrew and I go back, um, what, four, six, has it been six years? No, no, no. no four years. Four years. Four. Three? Four. No, four. Four four years ago, I had the amazing opportunity through um, a mutual friend of both of ours, Zach Cohen, shout out Zico, um, to meet this man right here. And at the time of my life, I was a junior in my undergrad, which I was at the University of Arizona. And no joke, I was trying to figure out this whole thing about like jobs and if I was going to go to grad school or whatever and my man Andrew came in and he's a photographer videographer and offered to like do this short documentary of, of me, uh, for the first ever University of Arizona fashion
1: show ever. You know what? I actually forgot about that (laughs) That documentary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you did man. Oh my God. I, so I literally, you know what,
1: what, that was like the first thing we did, like the very first thing. It was.
0: That that was like yeah. how we like started talking like creatively and like getting yeah. on the same page. Bro, you know I used that that documentary like I applied in my scat portfolio. You know that, right? Oh, for real? Yeah. Dude, that like I, that no, that probably got me in. <laughs> that probably got me in. I mean, I think I showcased some things that were like, hey, I know A decent amount for being four years at a university so i i hope i'm like qualified enough but
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna expect uh like expect like five percent of uh of all at this point bro no for
0: real for real you were literally no you you got i got got like you and like three four other guys that are like so close to me it's like you got it's just it's just family at this point
1: (laughs) yeah that's awesome I, i actually didn't know that
0: yeah, dude, it's actually man, it's it's been it feels like forever ago. And it's just oh god, it, it really was. We've grown so much from then, but Anyways, family that's listening today, um, I'm going to, you know, last week we talked about this idea of reverse engineering the way you think, and this is still so heavy on my heart and something that I want to continue to talk about because I think it's what everybody should be doing or else everybody is looking like everybody else and that's just not how it should be and and I want to help, you know, whoever's listening out there try to gain the most value in the things that they're doing. So today I want to, you know, I'm going to I'm going to ask Andrew some questions uh, about his photography, uh skills, videography skills, why he loves it, and we're going to get into a little bit of how Andrew reverse engineers the way he thinks uh in his in his profession and his skill set. So Andrew, I guess like one of the first things before we even like get into this thing, I really want to kind of—I don't even know if I've even asked you this question. I felt like it was just prevalent to ask you, but like, what even, what even got you into photography? Like, were you into photography in high school, and then it just flowed through to college, or um, what? what I, was it? You
1: know, like I actually started out um, in 2016 when I when I first got to U of A. Um, I started watching a lot of Casey Neistat vlogs and I was like I was like dang like people can actually make like money making YouTube videos and that's like one of the first things that like made me want to get the camera and like get going in like kind of the creative field was like these guys like are actually like doing or making a living like doing something that they like just like really enjoy which is making videos and um so it, like asked my dad for a camera, got like this little (laughs) Rival t 6 i and um, just kind of started like making little videos. And then people started asking me for pictures because they knew I had a camera. And I don't really do pictures, but I'll I'll do it because I have a camera and I just want to use my camera. And, um, and then I just ended up liking the process of or taking pictures and editing uh, photos just a little like more it was more enjoyable for me like I could be more relaxed when I was editing I could have um, headphones like playing music Uh, I didn't have to like sit here and listen to the same five second clip of video for like an hour when I was editing a video (laughs) like it was was just more of a a fun process for me and then people kept like asking me and hitting me up to do more and more for photo and then it kind of like kind of outgrew video a little bit in terms of like what people were asking me to do for them uh-huh. and so i just i just kind of kept rolling with it and uh eventually it, it uh, got me to where i am now and um i'm super thankful for it
0: sick dude that's awesome um i remember that like i this just like throws it back right here like okay so for those of you listening i used to literally When I was at the U of A, I got creative ideas all the time. And I started carrying a journal with me um, that I thought was a journal, but then I realized it was more an archive for my thoughts, an archive for creative ideas, an archive for visual processes, branding, whatever at the time, you know? So I literally, I, I didn't have anywhere to like execute these ideas. And I, when I started meeting you and realized like, how you showed my process through the documentary it like opened up this world to me like do you remember so so i hit i hit andrew up and i was like andrew like bro this is a creative project idea i have are you down to try to make it happen regardless of what it looks like and i cannot kid you andrew always said yes even i i don't even know he really ever wanted to do the stuff that I was saying we should do, but he was saying yes to it. Um, it but It
1: was a majority of the time. I actually, I think a hundred percent of the time I said yes to all your ideas, no matter <laughs> what they were. I was just down for anything creative at that
0: point. We, we, um, I had him up one time and I was like, "Now, you remember that one down at the downtown where like, where'd you live again? The cadence, that little coffee mm. shop right across the street, like right, right across the street. It was really, really cool. We like went in there and, You know, we got we would get coffee and you would edit and I would like sit with you and we're like talking about the project or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I forgot the name of it as well. But anyways, like I remember just being like, yo, like let's just get together, let's go get coffee, let's edit, let's talk ideas, let's do it. And like we did it, (laughs) which was the greatest thing ever, I think. Uh we did we did a was it a fragrance? The one with uh Oh my, where the- we did it at the retreat. Oh, and the pool water was so cold. All right, guys, so no idea. So no, not even joking. So, well, first of all, I, I hit Andrew up and I'm like, yo, I think I got, and Zico actually. And I hit them up and I was like, I think I got this fragrance idea. I think I could design the bottle, but I don't know if I could actually make it happen, but I I want to do like a fragrance commercial. What do you, what do you think? So we literally like, I, like I had this vision in my head of like, it's, like empowering women, but like, like this really feminine and sexy side that is usually like shown in fragrance commercials, but like a deeper element to it. And I remember just explaining it to you. And we, we were trying to figure out where we were going to do it first off. And I lived at an apartment complex at a pool Well, this pool was freezing all the time. And in Arizona, it was like hot all the time but the pool was still like ice cold so uh we're literally andrew is in the pool filming and like we're freezing our butts off i mean it was so cold it was so-, so i might have to put the video like on my story and like link it in instagram and like do you, see, be like, do you actually have the video I think, bro, I think I have it on YouTube. I'll, I'll check after. And, like,
1: look at it, it was so bad. It was such a bad video. And like, it, if we did it now, it could be like a hundred um, times better.
0: So that's, that's hilarious. Cause like, that's the, like the next, the next question I have for you is like, since our time in Arizona, like how have you been challenging yourself to become better? Like, because at the time we're just doing what we know, what we know so well, but it's sometimes not the best, but we do it anyway. So, what have you been doing to challenge yourself?
1: I, like the the main thing for me um, that I'm challenging myself with is just um, it it almost sounds like kind well, of well, dude. Because like, it's
0: been like two years, though. It's been like two or three years since we've actually
1: since we did that. Yeah. So yeah. so
0: I mean, you've had to do a lot of stuff since then. Yeah. So,
1: okay, no, then. I mean, I've been I've been doing a ton, but one of the main reasons is just like to, cause I, I, I really want to pers- keep pursuing a, a career in sports. So, and that field is, is insanely competitive. Yeah. And um, just that's kind of the main reason that I keep wanting to go out and create is to get, um, get back in sports because I, I, I would have been this year um, if COVID didn't uh, come wrong, come along, but uh but yeah, I, I want to get back in. I want to get uh, get back to the the high level of sports, even if it's like NCAA. Like I'll I'll do yeah. it. That's one of the big reasons that I keep going out and trying to create and um, push my portfolio forward. Is Wait, say it.
0: tell me a little bit more about like what you were shooting. I know you did some soccer, some games. Like I don't know for what, but you did. Yeah. Didn't you do some college soccer and like in the uh, and women's basketball too as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, in 2019, um, in April, I got hired on as an intern um, at the Chicago Sky, a video production That's intern, and um, which is the WNBA team in Chicago. If uh, y'all listening are not familiar, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I got I got hired on with them, and um, I was like put into actually a, like a very kind of important role they relied on me really heavily for an intern I was like actually really surprised um I yeah. was not expecting to do like that much that much work but I loved it I'm not complaining yeah. at all like it, yeah it might, I don't know if like it or not but um uh, <laughs> I, I loved the role um I got straight into um uh being camera op for our intro video um which is one of the videos uh, that we use in arena for kind of like getting the transition between the players coming off the court for warm up and then getting ready for lineups. We play the intro video. So every game, that intro, that video is being played and I helped um, storyboard it, um, direct it, uh, shoot it, and um, a little bit editing my boss Boston mostly editing for that. But um, yeah. so yeah, I started with the sky there, worked the whole season, Um, then I'm part of a a sports creative slack uh, group and um, we're like uh, I think we have about 3,000 members in there now Um, just different different uh, people from all around the country and all sorts of organizations and teams from like the Patriots to U of A um, sports video producers whatever they're all they're all in that group and um, I saw a, a post about um, the NCAA was looking for people to come and work, uh, at their women's college cup in San Jose. And they were prefer- they were looking for local people, preferably. Um, but I applied, I just kind of hit them up on there, um, showed them what I could do and like, yeah, we like you. And then they flew me out. So I worked for, oh, uh, that week in, um, San Jose for the, uh, for the NCAA, which I think definitely, um kind of boosted boosted me up uh even more from from the wnba um i got to work kind of in a even though the wnba is pretty big the ncaa is kind of yeah kind of bigger and yeah. so, so it was it was a great opportunity um to work a uh ncaa championship and uh kind of be the main video producer for that
0: so like those two main things with Chicago Sky and the NCAA. Like were you focused on shooting like more like game action or was it like like overall thing? Like what was like the your main focuses there?
1: Uh it was it was game action would be the majority of uh, of what we did. Um I'd be I'd be on the field the whole game kind of shooting and um, just constantly constantly rolling just in case a highlight or a goal happened. Um, and then also kind of building the story so we would we would uh, shoot the players getting off the bus when they arrived um, kind of creating a walk-in video and um, just mainly every aspect that revolved around getting the fans engaged for the championship
0: but still like it's like when you say like the storytelling thing it's like that's like I I now think of like every Sunday that I watch football or I'm watching NBA playoffs or whatever, I'm thinking like, okay, wait, what are they showing me? Well, they show me obviously like, you know, ESPN, they're getting hype about the game. The analysts are talking about whatever, but then I'm seeing like players get off. I'm seeing one, I'm seeing players get off the bus and you know, most likely Russell Westbrook, whatever the heck he's wearing, you know, then I'm seeing the players warm up and then it's like game time. But, like, I've never, like, thought about, like, wait, what if there's, like, deeper elements to, like, that storytelling process? You know what I mean? Like, I've never thought, like, why does it have to be that transition? You know, like, that's that reverse engineering that I'm, like, thinking about. But, so, like, when you were storyboarding and talking about the story, were you, like, focusing on, like, trying to, was it more like flow or is it more like, all right, how can we do something that's different that's not really been shown before?
1: Uh, it It was a little bit of both. So, like... Mainly, what I was just talking about was uh, everything that I did for the NCAA, and then with the when I was with the Sky, um, we did a lot with um, player walk-ins and what they were what they were kind of wearing. Yeah. But we didn't have since WNBA doesn't have the coverage that the uh, NBA has. Right. They like the live feed didn't mm-hmm. really care much about what the women were wearing. So we took it into our own hands and um, came up with this idea to shoot the players, the player walk-ins and what they're wearing, their different outfits and, and that type of stuff. Um, so we kind of, that didn't have as much as of a, of a deeper feel um, as the, as the stuff I did with the NCAA. Right. Uh, we focused on kind of, uh, especially because it was a championship. So it was a championship right. weekend really different on different kind of story yeah building, yeah yeah building the tension um like raising the hype just trying to get people more engaged and um i we i had 5 million views across our um wow our all of That's our sick. videos which is more than i did at the at the WNBA by 2.5 million
0: Wow, <laughs> yeah, man, like that's sick. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just remember seeing stuff on your, on your Instagram, uh, you know, ab- ab- about it and being like, "Yo, that's that's hype." <laughs> um, and, and speaking of Instagram, I mean, I noticed recently. So for those of you who want to check out his Instagram, it's at Sauter Media. That's S A U T E R. Media, yeah, I spelled Sada, right. <laughs> um, but anyways, you, you guys can check him out. Uh, and you know, I'll tag it or whatever in, in the link or in the bio and or the description or whatever. You know, I'll tag all that stuff. But anyways, so you know, I noticed you've been putting a lot of awesome, awesome almost print light stuff that you can you can buy now off your your link in your bio but like and how,
1: people we going to put in <laughs> yeah bro
0: I, I okay so funny i for some reason my brain must have been thinking about a million things but i screenshot andrew's profile and i'm like telling my Followers to go, you know, check out his portfolio. And I go, hey, go click on his bio in the link. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. oh, that's how you know that I've just been thinking too much about social media strategies at my job all day. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> but
1: no worries. I actually got people that hit me up after that. I was like, I'm about to buy these.
0: Yeah, sick, dude. You deserve it. You deserve it. You got a bunch of good stuff on there. But it's interesting to me because you've started to develop such a consistent flow of imagery that I haven't really seen before. So how do you know when you've taken the right photo or you know that's something you want to go with? And and do you have a process for being like like before you take photos? Do you do you think of like like get inspiration from other photographers or is it like no like i want to believe in my intuition and get something different than no one's ever seen before
1: um it's a little bit of both so um like the most recent stuff that i put up uh we uh, we i haven't i actually haven't posted the the other ones yet um but we went to the spot in chicago where the L kind of like snakes around this building and comes straight for a parking garage and then turns. And it's a really popular spot for, for photographers in Chicago to, to go because you can get the L coming straight at you before it turns and you're, you're high up. So you can see like down into it or you can get level with it and have it coming right at you. Um, but we started there, uh, me and my buddy Mateo, we go out a lot and just kind of roam and shoot and um usually we'll we'll find a spot uh that's kind of pretty popular around the city and then we'll branch off from there and try to make it um different and try and shoot it in different ways um, that we haven't really seen before and that kind of led us out to um navy pier where the ones that i just posted uh i I got all those from and there's a parking garage up there that we that we went in I went on top of and got a, got a different vantage point because even I really haven't seen the city. I've been here for two years and I haven't seen the city um, from the East side like that ever. Um, So it was, it was actually, it was actually pretty sick. And I, I haven't seen many posts from people that have been up there. So um, it was, it was kind of a a cool vantage point to get the Ferris wheel with the city in there. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, it's, You know, it's funny, I've been doing some video research myself and I'm not a photographer by no means or a videographer by no means, but usually I used to think, and I used to think of photography and videography as this, literally you're shooting like straight on, straight down, straight up, straight to the side, and you're just like, you're lowering it. You know, there's, that was about like all the options. And I'm watching this video of Peter McKinnon actually talking about like, you have to think oh he's incredible uh you have to think of photography in a limitless way and you have to think of it like and and he said this example he's like imagine we're we're you know filming us drinking coffee and you actually capture a photo of someone drinking a cup of coffee through a, a mug the handle of a mug and it's like what the like how do you even like get yourself to think like that you know what i mean and and for as much as i'm not a photographer i still believe in like like right now i'm working as an art director for uh smith hall uh, it's a design strategy agency in savannah and um you know i'm challenging myself with reverse engineering the way i think all the time so literally today at work we spent a good hour talking about shot list for a candle uh brand that we're we're you know shooting the creative for right now so we're art directing that and i'm trying to think how do we shoot a candle different how do we tell a story deeper and different than we ever have before like so it's like this idea of like because I, I don't know i guess i just like get in a in this one way thinking with the camera, just being like, all right, I'm up and you know what I mean? Like, even just like this, like, no, it's not just like angle that can reverse engineer the way you like think of that. It's like, through what medium through, you know, how are we like using light, like all these elements that I've just never thought of with photography or videography. And that's also like one of the primary reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast, because I wanted to talk to you about like, the way we reverse engineer the way we think about photography i mean it's or or videographer like just in the same way so like do you have any thoughts just on on that what i've said there I
1: mean, it's it's a uh it's a constant stream of um trying to rethink the way i would normally do it because there's obviously i go up to these spots and take these pictures and i'll have my kind of Normal shots that I get. Oh, I'll take it from here, and I'll take it from here. Just kind of get the basic, the -hmm. basic vantage point photos or whatever, and then I start to think of how can I add something to the foreground to give it a little more depth, or how can I um, play with the shutter speed and and try to make it a little bit darker so it adds a little bit more mood. It's just a constant flow of of trying to make my images a little. A little bit different, which is something that I've been doing, um, a little bit more recently is really focusing on, um, kind of like highlights and not so much kind of like a lot of dark and a lot of negative space. And then having the highlights, highlights. really, um, the object that I'm taking pictures of.
0: Yeah. So when, like, when you, when you say highlights, are you actually talking about highlights in terms of light or highlights as in like objects?
1: In terms of light, so yeah. like, um, I, I took a picture of a boat coming down the river, and yeah. the sun was like perfect behind that, it was shining, it was just sending one beam straight underneath the bridge, and the boat was going right through that beam. And, um, I raised my shutter speed all the way up, made it su- a super dark picture, and, um, so that way you really couldn't see anything besides what the sun was lighting up and then when i went to editing it i made it even darker and you could really only see what the sun was really lighting up like right. like the light was directly on so you can see kind of the curve of the boat and the guy in there and then the waves behind him in his wake and that was basically it and,
0: it was, and you just knew
1: yeah That's,
0: i mean i you, i feel like i feel like You know regardless the profession you get into these zones where you just you understand and you feel like that's correct and you and you just know but also at the same time what if like correct is like how everybody else has been doing it you know what i mean
1: like right way
0: no i mean for for example um you know when i like if i'm designing you know uh imagery of uh, instagram posts and i start to i know what the content needs to say and we've already talked about how it needs to look so i design it i make a couple different options from those three options i pick that way and someone asked me well why did you put you know this border on the left hand side like that and i'm like well it feels right and my boss challenges me and he goes why does it have to feel right or why does it have to be that way why can't it be that way and so yeah. we switch it another way and i'm like dang it looks good that way too but i didn't like <laughs> and i and i and i did the options i made a couple different options you know what i mean and i picked from those options but it's like it's almost like but like does it have to be like that you know what i mean so yeah. it's, i feel like you got fundamental fundamentals and techniques of your profession that's important but then it's like okay take those and like like be different from them you know what i mean
1: because if people weren't like being different and stretching them we wouldn't have the creativity that we would that would be pushing the industry forward i see people all the time i actually just saw some um today of the photographer who works for the baltimore ravens i forget his name but um he was shooting practice and he was holding a a monopod with his camera on the top and triggering the his camera with his iphone so then he was getting these like crazy angles almost like it looked like it was out of a madden replay of the camera like here on lamar jackson's head when he's throwing it in the shadows super sick he uh
0: where can i like no I, i like i like want this please I need to see this, dude. Cause I'll be honest, whoever runs the Carolina Panthers account as well does a very good job. Like today they posted this videography, like this, this, this shot of it zooming in on the football right before our kicker is going to kick the ball. But right as he kicks it, it starts over again. And it's like, and then all the caption says is it's good. And like, then all of a sudden I notice myself visualizing it going through. And I'm like, Whoa, that's so powerful. Like, I've never seen anything done like that before for football and we're talking yeah. video content for football. So it's like, yeah. like I, I'd even, I'd even argue Andrew that your account, I'd argue that I haven't really seen anything like your account that a lot of things are, well, first of all, it's super cohesive. Like if, if I look at one from another, I'm like, that's Andrew. Like you just, without like, if you took your name out of it, like I could tell, like that's just that's just yours. But it's like like this the third one, the the most recent post you you, you put four days ago, uh where you put the city was on fire, the third yeah. image of the Ferris Wheel from the top where you're getting Navy Pier, it's like you always see Navy Pier from far away, or like directly looking out into it where the ferris wheel is actually the forest thing and i've never mm-hmm. seen it from the standpoint of like looking at it where the city's behind it
1: and it almost
0: yeah. it almost looks like the city is smaller than the ferris wheel
1: yeah it does it does yeah but no that's one of the things that i was i was really excited about with this spot is because the city I see what
0: you're saying about the highlights by the way i see it so i see it a lot
1: yeah But anyways, continue. I think this is the first time I've posted with, um, I posted stories with this kind of uh, like vibe that I'm going for the with the highlights. But I this is the first time I put it on my feed with this. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's why I was really excited about that location, um, because so many people have seen the city from. I mean, not even. I mean, people have definitely, I mean, sh- obviously shot all around downtown and majority of the city skyline comes from um, the west side, but very rarely do I see anything come from the east side because it's, it's just all water, Like you can't really right. get out that far. So, I mean, that's why I was, I was, I was hyped about this spot is because you could see it from a little bit of a different vantage point and then get the Ferris wheel with the, Mm. I don't even know what's under that like tent looking thing, but. Dude. um,
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really sick. I, I, so I guess it also makes me think, so like, I mean, do you even worry about, looking like other photographers or are you just like yeah i'm just gonna do me i'm gonna do what feels right like and that's different and that's different or is it like you know do you feel like this pressure or i guess you know expectation to be like a certain way because you're a photographer or videographer or
1: yeah i mean i i do feel the pressure because i see these guys that get a lot of gigs and i'm like he must be doing something right that, um, his stuff looks like this and people want to hire him. And, um, I don't, I don't try to emulate them in any way, yeah. but I notice. I notice what they do. And, um, if they have a certain spot that they've been to and I'm like, okay, that spot is cool. It's not like super basic or whatever. Cause there's a lot of bases by Chicago. Um, and, um, i'll go i'll like try and find the spot again a lot of dudes don't post the spots because they want to keep them kind of low-key um so we'll try and find me and mateo right. try, try <laughs> and uh try and make it our own in a sense because i'm not gonna try and copy anybody just to get gigs but yeah uh, i want to try and see what i can do from a spot that they've done in my own way and that's right how I go about
0: it. right that's sick yeah. that's sick um so, I mean, that's basically, so I I hear from basically the things we're talking to, I hear a lot of like how you're reverse engineering your work. It's so subtle in the details. It's an aesthetic. It's literally in the way you see the images. It's mm-hmm. It's not necessarily angles or direction or, you know, a certain camera it's like time of the day it's like you know framework it's literally like how you're choosing to interpret the objects you're going after and i think that's something that we can all take in our daily life to start really rethink because i challenge myself when i'm doing something i literally after i do it i said did i do that different than i've ever done or than i've ever seen before yeah. and sometimes that is a hard question that to ask you to answer because You'll sometimes say yes, and that's just because our brains have seen it, something like it a million times, and we think that's the appropriate thing, but I I, I hope we're just challenging, you know, the people that listen to this, like, you need to, like, reverse engineer the way you think, because I don't want you to feel like you need to be like everybody else, because that's just like a cog in a machine thing, and that's just like never what I've been. And never what I've ever intended to do. Um, and, and it's the reason with like the 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 reason I believe like in this kind of I have it written right down. It's something I've learned. It's uh from my account called at the future is here. I talked about it in my last episode, but it's this idea of learn, unlearn, relearn. So you're learning all the stuff you possibly can about whatever you're doing, right? And then you're unlearning it and the fact that you're deciding what to take so if you took if you had 10 sources of different information on the subject you're focusing on take four of those that you thought were good and combine them and reversed it and relearned it in a new way you're gonna create a product of reverse engineering the way you think so you know i think we get stuck on looking at one youtube video of one photographer and his skills and be like, I want to learn just that. And that's all there is when no, there's actually actually 30 other guys that do similar videos in different ways where you have to realize you can take it a bunch of different information and make it in your own way. So, um, but yeah, uh, do you have any other thoughts on that? Because I think this has been awesome and it's, you know, been good enough to put out there for people to listen to and, and everything like that but i i, I want to have you back on the on the podcast for sure because um i i think there needs to be you know those i i want to throw in those fun podcasts where we talk about how we used to just drive up to this beautiful spot play really amazing oh, music
1: buy about like and like, smoke cigars Yep, and that's one of the biggest things i like was kind of like hesitant about when moving away from tucson and moving to chicago is the accessibility to a view and like being able to 20 minutes and be able to just chill at the top of this like roundabout and see the whole city and like it was perfect and i mean in chicago in chicago you can kind of do that you can't you don't have a view unless you're like up high like in a building but like you can't drive up. The side of a mountain and just go look at the city. Like you can't do that. Exactly. You can go to the beach and, and do that. Right. The beach is cold. Uh, <laughs> so. Right, right.
0: Oh man, guys, I like like I can't even tell you. Like I think Andrew. Not only did I always respect his work work ethic. I also respect respected the fact that he pushed me to find this like life balance with like, Hey dude, like you don't always need to be working. You don't always need to be working. You don't always need to be doing school. Like come play call of duty. Like let's go smoke cigars and just drink coffee and like enjoy our life. And that is something I will like always take with me from Andrew. And when I think of him, I I think work hard he works hard and he knows how to live well and like i want to continue to take that on but we'll save that for another episode so (laughs) oh andrew thank you for being on here today i really appreciate you taking your time out of your day uh it's been a crazy day over here and i'm excited that we're going to share this with the world and uh hopefully we'll continue to talk and i can't wait to create more creative projects with
1: you of course first million view podcast right here
0: Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, and I and I believe that. Let's just go with that. I, I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> I mean, so if
1: it's odd if I use. All right, it we're back. We're back.
0: We're back. This is the Gabriel Nekovich voice experience. So I made a very dumb des- decision that when I ended the podcast, Andrew shows me something that's absolutely incredible of how to reverse engineer the way we think about taking photos and using lighting. And my man sends me a TikTok video of this awesome almost like formula one car and i'm like indy dang car. he's taking what is it
1: indy car indy, indy car popular. this
0: amazing ended car and i'm like oh my gosh he, he must have been at a race and he's taking these very intimate strong photos with it and then my man just pulls out and showed me that all it was was a toy car like that's reverse engineering the way you think like don't let anybody tell you you need to be at the Indy race. Go buy you an Indy car off Amazon, take it to your house, and, like, make that thing happen. Dude, that's sick.
1: That's yeah, sick. I mean, this, I mean, I've been wanting to shoot Indy car for so long. And I've been wanting, I mean, basically any, any sort of racing, uh, Formula One, Indy car, uh, NASCAR, I wanted to get into the motorsport um, field in the industry like that's like the number one goal for me is to is to work as a social media producer for a team or the or the um the sport itself or like IndyCar or whatever formula
0: that's sick. and that's um
1: sick. went to the Indy 500 last year um picked up this fernando Alonso indy car <laughs> even though i bought it because i'm a fernando Alonso fan uh he didn't actually qualify for the indy 500 so oh, wow. these runs so well wow. i gotta keep it. <laughs> let's go and uh and yeah it's been sitting when, here when did you the get the
0: indy idea car. to like shoot it
1: um I don't I don't know. It just kind of like I was just sitting there and I was like I like Indy 500 was on Sunday and um obviously we couldn't go because of COVID and I was like one of my goals for 2020 was to shoot the Indy 500 and um it it didn't really happen. I was like I got this Indy card just chilling underneath my TV that's been there for about a year and uh I was like oh, what can I do with it? So I put my macro lens on my camera and just went for it. And uh most people that have seen actually everybody that's seen the pictures have has thought it's a real indie car until I've showed them that it wasn't a real indie car. Yeah, so I think
0: it's genius.
1: It's it's just I don't know. It was my way and hopefully, you know, indie sees it. You know, maybe that'd be dope. And then they're like, hey you got some sick stuff. And uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Get 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 man ass Auto media out there right
1: now. Yeah, really. Um but yeah, man, you know, I'd love to I'd love to shoot and this was kind of my way of of showing that I can and hopefully that I love that, that bro. Put yourself out
0: dude, that's sick. That's guys, that's what we're ending on today because that's how you reverse engineer the way you think. And that is episode two of the Gabriel Knight which voices you.